Today, we begin a series on prayer. Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman, coming up next. Our series could be entitled, How to Talk Back to God. Now, I know you and I would initially think that, well, that sounds a little flippant. But you see, it's God who first talks to us through His Word and by His Spirit. So how do we talk back to God? How do we respond? Well, that is the subject of our series on prayer. We would invite you to join us as we begin with a look at the prayer shield, Ephesians 6 and verse 12, how to develop the church's security blanket for prayer, because, well, after all, prayer is a corporate command. With more, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Join us. He says, praying always. Someone say, praying always. Praying always with all prayer. Somebody say, all prayer. He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador and change in it. He says, uh, in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication. Praying always. Prayer is not just an event. It is a lifestyle. Prayer is a lifestyle. And for our church, it's not just about our meetings. It's about when you leave this building, are you still in the mode of prayer before God? Is your line and your connection with God open so that at any moment in time he wants to download something to you, you are available from a spirit standpoint to commune with God, that you're in communion with God. This is a lifestyle. You pray always that God, my spirit is always conscious of and aware of your presence in my life, that at any moment when you want to communicate with me, I'm, I'm available. I'm not caught up. I'm not drunk. I'm not high. I'm not tripping. Can I have an amen? That I'm available. My spirit is always open to the communication of God. That, that this is my lifestyle. I don't have to rush off into the back cave to hear from God. That I'm always available. I'm, on, I'm available in the grocery store. I'm available in the mall. I'm available at my job. I'm available that my spirit is always conscious of God and, and, I'm, and I'm always listening and I'm open to God's leading in my life at all times. This becomes a lifestyle. That's why he says pray always. This is what, this is what he did. Jesus didn't always run into the mountain to pray. He did run into the mountain to pray and go into the mountain to pray. But while he walked through the streets of Jerusalem, healing the sick, casting out demons, raising the dead, doing miraculous works, his spirit was always in communion with the Father. He was always under the influence of his direction. And for us, this becomes a lifestyle. We got to get to the point where prayer becomes our lifestyle. 2016, I want to create a shield of prayer around me and my family and the church and that we're always available for God to commune with. And it just becomes who we are. He says, praying always. He says, 
with all prayer. This tells me there's different kinds of prayer. Supplication, he talks about this here, is when we go before God and we begin to ask God for things. We're making supplication. Lord, I need this in my life. I need, I ask you to do this in my life. And there's nothing wrong with but making supplication before God for yourself, for other people. When you're asking God for something, God, supply my need. Supplication, supply my need. I need, I need this. And that's a beautiful thing. He talks about basic prayer. That's just communing with God. He says all prayer, communing with God, just sitting back. And I'm not asking God for anything. It's not supplication. I'm just communing with the Father. I want to know what's on his heart. I want him to talk to me. I want to do more listening than I do asking and talking. That, Lord, I don't want to have to just go through my list. That I just want to, I, I just want to sit in your presence And maybe, Lord, I don't say anything to you and you don't say anything to me. But just knowing that you're there means a lot, Lord. And there's a prayer aspect of that. And I don't have to have some profound, deep, revelatory, you know, eschatological thing come down from heaven. And I don't have to get into all that. I just need to know that, God, you're there with me at all times. And, God, you're by my. Can I have an amen in this room today? That, God, I just, this is my former prayer. I'm, I'm sitting. I'm listening. I'm, I want you to hear my heart, Lord. Prayer. Basic prayer. Thanksgiving is a form of prayer. When you begin to thank God and offer up your your thanks before God, it is a form of prayer. It blesses God. We need to learn to offer up more thanksgiving. Begin to sit back and think about all the great things that God has done in your life and how he has seen you through and begin to do this. This creates a shield around you. It helps to insulate you from the attacks of the devil when you become grateful. And you offer up thanksgiving and you teach your children how to be thankful. Start telling, start telling your children how God brought you out. Let them know you wouldn't be here if God didn't move in my life. You better thank God. Can I have an amen, y'all? I tell my kids, I drive them to school in the morning, I tell them everything. Listen, before I met you, I mean, before I, me, and, me and your mom, we wasn't always saved. And so just in case you think about flipping out and going into the streets and stuff, you better realize that you wouldn't even be here if it had not been for Jesus saving me and then saving your mama. Because I sure wasn't thinking about no kids at that time till I got saved. And they'd be looking at me like, oh, really? Well, praise God. <laughs> yeah, praise God is right. Amen. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and tell him, but God. But God, God comes into your life and he does things. You got to learn to, to let people know what you and how God is and be thankful and grateful. That's a form of prayer. Warfare prayer. There's an aspect of prayer that involves warfare. When we begin to bind the enemy, rebuke the devil, confront principalities and powers and the wicked rulers of the darkness of this age, the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. When we learn how to push back against the enemy, Daniel pushed back against the enemy. David prayed these kind of prayers against his adversaries. He asked for God's assistance to God to bring deliverance. And you read the Psalms and David's heart's cry against the adversaries and the people dash them to pieces, Lord. Lord. 
Deliver your people. Set your captive. These are warfare cries that God would come forth and bring deliverance. We know that our, our enemy isn't necessarily people. It's the devil. So you can pray that, the, that God would dash the devil's teeth in. No, just, but what I'm saying is, is that this aspect of warfare is what we have to learn. And there's a prayer point in that. Lord, I need you to come forth and bring forth deliverance for your people. Encircle them. Keep them and preserve them. Another aspect of prayer is praise. We know how to thanks to offer thanksgiving, but also there's an aspect of praise with our prayer that is effective when it comes to our relationship with God. How often do we just praise him for who he is? Not just thank him for what he's done, but praise him for who he is. This aspect of prayer is powerful. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your, when we begin to praise him and bless him because of who he is. We got to learn to do this. Intercession is powerful. God wants us, and this is, this is the big thing that, that I see God saying for us in 2016. We got to stand in the gap. We got to learn to stand in the gap, to hedge up the gap. And for people that are struggling in the church, things that are going on in the culture, we are we just do a wonderful job of complaining, but we do a terrible job of interceding. You know, I had the, I had the, uh, I, I am, uh, you guys know, I don't get into the political stuff and different things like that. I stay clear a lot of that stuff and, and stay focused on, on Jesus. Okay. And, you know, I got certain views about different things, but I don't, I don't use this pulpit to talk about stuff like that. I don't get involved in that. I'm not a, I, you know, and that's, and this is another thing. We got to make sure, you know, you guys know me. I don't want any that mess in the church. So I follow some of y'all on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And I don't want to hear, my prayer is that I don't see a bunch of division. I'm red, you blue. That's churches, it's just, it's ridiculous. Because truth be told, nothing's, really going to change until Jesus cracked the sky. Can I have an amen in here? Now, having said that, you know, one of the things that, that I, that I, I was at a church and, uh, and I know this church, I had been there like in 2004 and I had gone to this church and, and, and they had this prayer room and it was a nice prayer room and, and they had all of the senators and everybody had different stations where you could pray at the different stations and pray. Okay, and when I went there this time, I said, man, take me in that prayer room. I want to see it again. He was like, oh, it's not the same. I said, really? He was like, yeah, he said, and he started telling me some things that were going on. So I went in there and it just it it was desolate. I looked at the prayer room. It wasn't the same. I said, what happened? They used to pray in here all the time at these stations. And there was a couple pictures of a couple senators there and a couple guys. And typically. Whoever the president was at that time, they'd have a picture of the president right there in the room. And so they would pray, regardless of who he is. And I went in there. He said, he said they, took, they took the president off. I said, why? Because, yeah, you know, they don't like him. And I was like, and I, I said, man, you know, that's not right. You guys know me. I said, yeah, I wasn't right. He said, I know. You know, 
I said, I, he said, I don't know. I, I can't do nothing around here. I can't, I can't, you know, I said, but I just went away and I just said, man, how, how shameful is that? How shameful is that? We're supposed to be interceding for everybody. Saints, don't you let that political spirit get on you. Don't you do it. I'm warning you in the name of Jesus as a man of God. Don't do it. Break it off you. Because if you get prejudice in your heart and, and, and you this side and this side and, and you, you can't watch another station because they say this, and that, you, then you got the wrong spirit on you. And we got to break that off of the church because the church is, is in the world but not of the world. And we fight from a different vantage point. And we use prayer as a tool. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. That's how we fight. We fight through prayer and seeking God's face. And I'm not against voting. I think praise God for our opportunities to vote and do all that stuff. I think it's wonderful. But don't let it be a point of division for you because somebody doesn't have the same view as you or support this person. If you show partiality, you're committing sin, James says. And what we want to do is, hey, go about your business, but don't look at people cross-eyed because they didn't vote for the person that you. Listen, says, going into this year, we got to be insulated with prayer, and we got to be protect ourselves from the enemy and what he's trying to do. Intercession is important. We have to stop and say, God, how can I be great at interceding for the people that you lay on my heart? I don't care if they're black, white, green, yellow, blue, purple. Lord, I want my heart to be so pure that whoever you, it could be the co-worker on my job that I don't like. But I'm going to pray for them and believe God for them. That I'm going to pray that prayer is going to, it's going to fuel my passion. And it's going to cause me to have breakthroughs in my life. Cornelius's. The first Gentile, we see that God, Peter took the keys of the kingdom and he opened the doors to Cornelius. And Cornelius was chosen because the Bible said that his prayers and his alms have come up before, for a memorial before God. It was his prayer that got him chosen. It was his giving that got him chosen. His giving to the poor and his prayer, the Bible says, were a memorial before God. And he said, for this reason I have come down, the angel said, to, to minister to you. For this reason, because of your prayers. And that's what I know God is going to do in this church. God is going to open doors because of your prayers. He's going to bless you because of your prayers. He's going to open and out, pour out his spirit upon you because of your consistent prayer before him. Our church is going to be even more blessed because, because of the prayer that we've established here in this house. And I want to close by saying this. Let's go to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. This season, we're going to erect... A prayer shield in this church like we have never done in the history of this church. 
And we're going to emphasize prayer like we have never emphasized prayer in this church. And that's saying something because we talk about prayer a lot. But God is nudging me and saying, this is the direction, son. This is what I want to do for this house. Matthew chapter 21, verse 12. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of what? But you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, and they were, he says, they were indignant. And said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you never read out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. Then he left them and went out of the city to Bethany and he lodged there. You know, when, when prayer is established and we get, like Minister Darlene said, we get the house clean. When it's established, as soon as he clears out all the mess, we see now the power of God is released. And for us, it's the same thing. As the world is getting darker, that's fine. The church should be getting brighter because the church is is excelling when it comes to prayer. Jesus said that his house was a house of prayer. A point of our, 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 our vision statement is that we are a house of prayer. And for all of us, we have to see that. This is not just my responsibility, the, 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 the staff's responsibility, the ministers and deacons and elders' responsibility. It's our responsibility as a church to make sure that we're excelling when it comes to prayer. I'm challenging you to come to Saturday morning prayer. I'm challenging you to be a, to call Minister Jennifer saying, how can I get on the prayer team? To, to make sure that in your private life that you're, that you're praying before God and that you don't just pray in your house when you, when you, before you leave, but you pray in your car, pray at your cubicle, pray in your office, that you pray in the grocery store, that you pray when you're doing the laundry, that you pray when you're mowing the lawn. That lifestyle of prayer becomes what you have and it just becomes a part of you. And then what happens if you're praying and I'm praying and we're all praying, it creates a shield around the church. It keeps the people of God from all the the fiery darts and the distractions of the enemy and all the things that come to take our peace and joy and comfort away. God wants us to pray for all people that we might live a peaceable life with all godliness and honesty. That we pray for everyone. That it's our lifestyle. I don't care who, I mean, whoever's the president of the United States, they're going to get my prayer. I don't care. uh, They're going to get my prayer. Because that's what Jesus said we should be doing. And as we do that, it causes us to live a peaceable life. 
in all godliness and honesty. For us, this is what we, we have to do, saints. And this year is huge for it. It's huge for prayer. Pray for your children. Pray for your spouses. Pray for your job. Pray for your health. That in this church, people are going to feel the prayers of the saints. That no matter what you're going through, you will be sustained through the prayers that come from the house. That prayer becomes our lifestyle. We become so intimate with God that we can really hear him speak. That it becomes what we do. It's not just something. It's not a chore. It's a delight to sit before the king and to hear his voice and to communicate and to offer up supplication and thanksgiving and praise and to offer up warfare prayers before God and intercession. It just becomes what we are. It's who we are. And it's how this church was founded before we did anything. Minister Jennifer tell you, for years, all we did was pray on Tuesday nights. And the rest is history. Father, tonight, can I have the worship team come on up? Tonight, as we celebrate 2015 and what you're doing and, and have done in 2015, tonight we're reminded of what it's going to take to sustain us in 2016. It's going to take prayer, Jesus. And Lord, we ask that you would teach us once again the value of prayer. That we would be protected through prayer. We would be strengthened through prayer. We would be undergirded through prayer. That people would feel the prayers that come from this house. We wouldn't make a show of it. We wouldn't be obnoxious about it. We won't talk about it as if we're the only ones praying on the planet. But, Lord, people would get the sense that when you walk into this house, it is a house of prayer. And it is a house of prayer for all nations. That there is no prejudice in this house at all. And there is no division in this house at all. There is no political division in this house at all. And that people come in. Yes, Lord. They come in and they sense your anointing. And they sense your unity. And they sense the power of your presence. And they sense the fire of God. And they sense that, Lord, you are in the midst of us. Lord, we do not want a den of thieves. Lord, everything that would be thief-ish, drive it out of this house. Lord, every thief, every person that comes and has their own agenda... That wants to pass out their business card so they can try to make money off the saints. And, and has their own hidden agenda. Expose every hidden agenda. And drive it out this house. We don't want it here at the church. You don't want it in your house. And Lord, we pray that when people come here, they sense the anointing of God in your presence. And that there is a sweet fragrance of Christ here. That there is, there is accountability here. And that there's strength here from on high. That, Lord, your name alone is magnified in this church. And that you alone get the glory. And that, Lord, we thank you for all the blessings that you bestowed upon us. But, Lord, it's all for your glory. 
Thank you for what you're doing. Teach us to pray without ceasing. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Praying in the Holy Ghost is a form of prayer. We need to learn to pray in the spirit. To pray in our tongues. And to pray with glossolalia. And to glorify God with the fruit of our lips through prayer. That Lord, Lord, it becomes our lifestyle. That when people get around us, they sense that we're praying people. And that we are a praying church. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding.